0: Friend of the podcast. He is Sean Walker. We're going to talk a little bit about this and what it means for the Cougars as they come off a tough loss to Utah midweek and then bounce back in a big way against UNLV. So we'll have that all covered for you here on Locked On Cougars. All right, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network and I am joined by Sean Walker from KSL.com. Sean, how's it going, my friend? Jake, you mentioned how BYU blew the doors off
1: of the UNLV running Rebels a little earlier. And I would just like to say thank you for blowing the doors off of the uh, fabulous studio here at 1280 <laughs> the Zone Sports Network. To, uh, welcome me in and blow the door and, uh, and and kind of wrap this one up.
0: Well, thanks for coming up. I the Cougars played. It here. was a long hike. I it know. was a long hike to get over here. The, but the, I made it the two floors you had to climb to get up to the studio here to record. You as, had to climb floors here. Yeah, you do have to climb uh, here.
1: I searched 15 minutes for an elevator. <laughs> well, smart man. You, you found the
0: elevator. I'm, I'm glad you found it. But BYU does play a home. Shout game. Shout out to the Vivint Arena support staff. Yeah. Technically, it was Love a home game today for the Cougars as they played here at Vivint Smart Home Arena arena and Sean, if they're going to play like this at Vivint Arena, they should play more games up here. They've won 14 straight now here at the home of the Utah Jazz, and today was one of the more impressive ones, I think, that I've seen in recent memory.
1: Yeah, I haven't lost here in uh, Jake Hatch's basement, as I like to call this place, (laughs) since, I think, 1995 uh, when Michigan State came into this building. You'll remember Sparty was ranked number nine in the nation back then. I do remember So not a terrible way to take a loss here. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, for whatever reason, this building is is really, really, really nice to BYU um, in particular. And the first of two games here at Vivint Smart Home Arena uh, in this 2019-2020
0: season. So. Yeah, they're going to be back here next week. The Beehive Classic, obviously, they will take on Utah State in that game. It'll be the second game of that doubleheader that day. Utah and Weber State will square off as well. It's always a fun event to have those four teams in the same building. But, Sean, let's talk about today's game here for a minute. I think the first thing is, holy smokes, BYU put on a shooting clinic in this game, particularly from beyond the arc. They finished the game 51.9% from three-point range, 14 of 27 that's a pretty impressive outing for the Cougars shooting wise. Yeah,
1: fourteen of twenty-seven, sixty-nine uh, percent from three point range in the first half, yeah. which is something really special, I think. Uh, BYU made seven of the first nine three point attempts. And a it was, couple it was of those nine
0: of thirteen at half, right? Yeah. Yeah, nine
1: of thirteen of the, nine, or nine of twelve. Nine, nine of 12. twelve or nine okay. of thirteen. One of the two. I can look it up, but we're spitballing here. Who cares? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was one of those where um, a few of those three-pointers they even took didn't look great necessarily, yeah. kind of the no, 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 yes, yes, yes yeah. type of three-pointers. Uh, and you're going, okay, if BYU is going to keep making these shots, you know it's just that kind of night. There's something special about this building, the big floor. Maybe it's like the depth perception. I don't know. Maybe – I. I mean – maybe Alex Barcello was channeling his inner Donovan Mitchell. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but, hey, if they're going to keep making them, then you tell them to keep shooting them until they stop. Um, and they they just they kept going. They yep. kept going over and over and over again. Um, UNLV didn't really contest them. And maybe we can touch on UNLV a little bit here in a minute. Yep. But until a team makes you kind of – revamp your style of play you just sort of keep going going back to the same drawing board um and that was something that I think BYU learned from Wednesday night's just gut punching emotional loss at Utah Mm -hmm. was there's a style of play that this team likes to play correct and I think they're more successful than not with it when they're allowed to play it um Utah wasn't letting them play that style, and so they changed some things up. And yeah,
0: Utah beat them inside. They yeah. just pounded inside all night long, and I think that got BYU out of their element.
1: Yeah, and and so you saw a very conscious decision, I think, this afternoon, this Saturday afternoon, to space the floor. You know, TJ Haas, he only had seven points, but he comes up with a game-high seven assists, and I really credit him in a lot of ways for finding the open man and kind of setting his shooters in. In the right spots, whether it's Alex Barcelo in one corner, Trevin Nell coming off the bench in another corner, Dalton Nixon hit a couple of threes. There were different guys all over the court, and it was almost like they were they were trying to just space the space the floor um, like uh uh what's that old game called you used to play it all the time i'm sure when you were little i loved it, it as kid. um battleship you know oh, where you yeah. put yeah. where you put the pegs in like Correct. certain areas yeah. and you're, you're trying one's you're trying one's a hit and one's a miss and sh- whatever strategically place your ships so that way yeah you, yeah you can yeah, yeah. It, it almost felt a little bit like like tj was kind of placing these shooters on what? a battleship board and it was yeah. like okay hit yeah hit
0: miss hit hit, hit 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 yeah miss oh you sunk my battleship Okay. Well, yeah, well hey, right. it was it was an impressive showing. It actually continues a strong um, – well, the Cougars played 11 games on the season now, Sean, and they've actually shot the three-point ball extremely well so far this season. Coming into the game, yep. they'd shot 40.9% as a team from beyond the arc. Obviously, today shooting over 50% will increase that percentage on the season. If the Cougars continue to hit threes at this clip, this team can go a long way. The thing I think they learned from Wednesday night is they need to prevent transition basketball against them and fast breaks, etc. Because they can't continue to turn over the ball in the middle of the court and expect teams to, you know what? Oh, they're they're, they're going to go to the rim and miss a bucket. That's not going to happen. And I think Utah showed a lot of teams a game plan to beat BYU. I think UNLV came in with that same kind of plan. We're going to beat BYU up inside and use our advantages on the interior. And to BYU's credit, they defended extremely well today. And also you have to UNLV. He didn't shoot the ball extremely well, also.
1: No, but I think that's also a little bit something of, and and Mark Pope touched on this a little bit in the post game. Um, that's maybe something that's not going to be given enough credit mm-hmm. to this BYU team is they defended in particularly the three point line really well. You know, they just you you saw guys getting back in transition. You didn't see a whole lot of super sticky kind of gluey type defense. Yeah, um, but there were a couple of moments Wednesday night. I'm thinking in particular on one of Ryland Jones' three pointers where whether it was I can't remember who was guarding him. Alex was guarding him for part of the game, or... Um, we had multiple guys. I think guys. Evan was on Evan for Troy re- had him on for yeah. a little bit, I, yeah. I can't, I can't remember who it was on this particular one, but one one of those late threes that Ryland Jones took, mm-hmm. um, BYU came right up to him, just past the three-point line, and they stuck their hand out but immediately stuck it out below the waist. And I'm illustrating in an audio medium, but you kind of see what I'm doing. So he kind of stuck it out, but he stuck it out below the waist. Uh, Tonight, you didn't see any of that. You saw the hand immediately go up, Mm -hmm. straight into the dude's face, saying, okay, if you want to try to take that shot, you got to take it over me. Correct, yeah. So it's almost like you see this BYU team kind of learning how to defend a little bit more on the fly in that sort of ways. And yes, UNLV is not Utah. Um, they're not as good, they don't have the same level of talent, they certainly don't have the same types of shooters, but it's good to see this BYU team just putting bits and pieces together because let's also be totally honest. This is a Cougar team that's been three years outside of the NCAA tournament. Um, they've been
0: they've been unabashed in their hopes to make it back. Yeah, this and share. they
1: want to get back there, but they don't have a huge track record for necessarily being an at-large type team right away. And I know they've got a couple of big wins here in the non non-con- in non-conference play and whatever and that's going to help them out, but they. And Mark Pope has spoken very openly about this. They want to be playing their best basketball come February and March. Yeah. Um, and if you see them take losses like the one they took on Wednesday and respond in a way like they did today, Saturday, mm-hmm. I think they're more likely than not to be playing their best basketball later in the season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, speaking of Utah, Donnie Tillman, the former U led UNLV in this game with 13 points. I think he's a very talented player. TJ Otzelberger, the head coach down there at UNLV, has got his work cut out for him getting UNLV back to the level that Rebels fans want him to be at. But like you said, Sean, I think the the fact that BYU learned from that loss against Utah where they had two 16-point leads and ultimately lost that game, and then they come back and, and hand a 33-point beat down to UNLV, I think you're right. I think they're on the right track because – BYU, have they taken some rough losses in the non-conference so far? Yeah, I think the Utah and Boise State losses aren't going to look super good at the end of the year. But conversely, they've got wins over the likes of Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Houston at Houston on a, on a, a true road game. Mm-hmm. They're going to look extremely good come resume time. But you're right, they want to be playing at their peak level come the latter part of conference play on into March.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's, let's not forget, this is a BYU team that still has only lost once at home in the Marriott Center. Correct. Um, what was Dave Rowe's at, at least original mantra when he first got there? You got to win your home games mm-hmm. and then win... As often or maybe a little more often than not on the road. Maybe pick up a big win here, there, everywhere. When you're on the road, you can explain away a lot of things to the community. You yeah. can explain yeah. away a loss to Utah in a rivalry game, overtime on the road, whatever. You can explain away, even if Boise State's you know, a, a barely 500 team in the Mountain West, which Correct. I think they'll be okay. Um, But you can explain away that one because it's coming two days after Houston and on the road again and that sort of thing. You can kind of explain away all that stuff. Um, Take care of business at home. Pick up a couple of crucial big wins in non-conference play. um, And then don't lose any head scratchers once West Coast Conference play starts. You here in January, yeah. and I think that's kind of the formula that Mark Pope's looking at for getting back to the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, You can't have the Pacific losses, the LMU losses. We, you can't have those head-scratching losses come conference time. You're absolutely right. So if they are getting this stuff out of their system at this point in the season, yeah, it's the best time to do it, Sean. You're absolutely right. As and So now BYU comes off this win. It's kind of funny, Sean, how they play UNLV on a Saturday, and they're going to host UNLV's arch-rival, the Nevada Wolfpack, Tuesday night at the Marriott's center, and this is a very different Nevada squad that BYU's got coming into Provo as compared to what they saw in the season opener a year ago.
1: Yeah, I joked with some of the guys down in the media room, uh, one of your friends on the podcast, Darnell Dixon, I think, chief among them, we were joking that... uh, BYU is now he went over Nevada away from challenging Bishop Gorman for the Nevada State <laughs> Championship. <laughs>
0: that is pretty funny, actually. Bishop Gorman, obviously, the, the behemoth of a high school that they have down in the greater Las Vegas area, so you're I, absolutely right.
1: I know your reach that you've got here on this podcast with Locked On Cougars podcast, uh-huh. Jake, so I know there are some members of The Rock. The, is that The Rock, the student section? No, they'll the roar those, of Cougars. Yeah, they listen to this podcast.
0: P.S. We, Change your name. We won't
1: get name. into that. I, I won't get into that because um, <laughs> I don't want to totally ruin this thought but um, y'all should bring a Nevada state championship trophy to the game on Ah. Tuesday if you don't Missed opportunity. Can we get a replica so of just, the Fremont
0: Cannon? I know it's the football trophy, Ooh, but there we go. Bring the Fremont yeah, Cannon. Bring the out. Fremont Cannon, which it, is still red, by the way. It is still red. Still yeah. red. Yeah, so hey. All right, Sean, uh, before we go here on this special postcast edition of Locked On Cougars, any final thoughts from you? Any final takeaways that you took away from today's game? Or I guess anything BYU sports wise from this weekend? I know that volleyball faces off against Utah later tonight in volleyball, but anything you'd like to share before we go?
1: Yeah, if you don't have anything to do Saturday night, BYU. YYU, Utah, winner goes to the Sweet 16 of the uh, NCAA Volleyball Tournament. What Heather Olmsted has done with that program down there is absolutely astonishing. Uh, one final note, one special shout-out, if I could, okay. to a special dude um, from tonight's game. I don't think we gave him nearly enough credit, but Dalton Nixon. Oh, yeah. Comes, comes into this game. It's his second game off the bench. He was a full-time starter while Yoli Childs was was uh, straddled with his suspension, like it or not. Um He's now been relegated to the bench, and what's he do? He simply goes off for a career high seventeen points, three three rebounds, uh, three for three. I think, yeah, three for three from three point range mm. tonight. Um, he's really taken this kind of spark plug. Um, off the bench, roll yeah. really, really well, and I just think it's a big credit to to Dalton to his dad. I know his dad Kevin listens to your show, uh, so shout out to Kev um, to to just that entire family. Just the way he's kind of rolled with with this team first mentality of whatever you know, whatever Coach Pope needs him to do, he's ready to do. Um, he was big today.
0: Yeah, I, I the one thing I, I I do think we did miss talking about Dalton Nixon. He's shooting nearly fifty percent from three this season. He is kid can't miss. He can't miss, and he's can't been. Miss. You're right. He's been absolutely phenomenal, regardless of the role he's played for BYU. And I think that's a great shout out, Sean. All right, Sean. Well, thanks again for coming up, all making the trek up the stairs or use the elevator <laughs> <laughs> to come up to the Zone Studios where we're recording this. We'll of course have you back on the podcast soon. And I, I think this is a solid bounce back win for BYU. We'll recap more about it on Monday's edition of the podcast. As always, we are your daily podcast, all focused on. BYU. BYU. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast presented to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. Give them a call, 801-456-7070 for all of your financial needs. They are a great partner with us here on the podcast. Until next time, this has been Locked on Cougars. Special postcast edition as BYU blows out UNLV 80.